Okay, talking sheep and wool. Uh, my pleasure to introduce Elena Barrett uh, to the to the platform. Hi, Elena. Uh, what's happening in the sheep industry at the moment? Well, thanks, Mark. My first comment um, on the sheep industry at the minute is that this continued wet weather that we're seeing is really making for quite a challenging period for many of our producers. Um, we're experiencing everything from logistical challenges through to animal health issues arising from these ongoing rain events that we're seeing um, and indeed, sadly, some flooding in some regions as well. So we're talking anything from disruptions to shearing programs to heavier than average worm or fly burden, uh, significant increase in foot issues, particularly across the southeast of the country, as well as damage to wool. So overall, really no shortage, <coughs> excuse me, of things to do for our sheep producers at the moment. Uh, and with these weather patterns forecast to continue, it is likely that these challenges may continue through the summer as well. But overall, when we're talking markets and prices, uh, our Australian sheep markets really still represent a story of two consecutive years of really strong production and flock recovery that we have seen. So when we look at the data sitting behind that, we've got national lamb slaughter uh, supporting this sentiment completely. We've had over 400,000 lambs processed each week through October, and that's actually an 18% uh, increase on 2021 on last year. So quite significant number of lambs coming through the system for processing uh, even on last year, which was quite high in itself. Mutton throughput also tracking considerably higher than previous years. So close to 150,000 head uh, hit our processes in the last week of October. This was a two and a half year high in terms of mutton slaughter and it demonstrates just the really strong position of our national flock we're seeing plenty of surplus females finding their way onto meat markets as producers can maintain their flock at, um, at good levels as well as sell those surplus ewes through the system. And we haven't really seen numbers like that uh, going through since that real drought-induced destocking period of 2018 through to 2019. So for land markets at least, fortunately, this consistently high supply throughout spring was matched with continued strong export demand. Um, and although we're trading well below 21 levels and we're seeing some pretty big weekly fluctuations based on supply and disruptions to um, yardings and that type of thing due to weather, prices really do remain at profitable levels for our producers. So we've got our national lamb indicator uh, sitting in the mid 700 cent mark um, into early November. It's around 150 cents a kilo up on where it was uh, in late July, early August, where we really saw quite a dramatic drop. So we've seen a nice recovery through the spring. Uh, it'll just be a matter of, sort of where that is able to go throughout the summer months as this high supply continues. We're seeing producers who've been able to finish lambs throughout uh, the late winter and into spring rewarded by price. That price spread um, has opened up between heavy and light lambs um, up to as much as 140 cents per kilo, so quite significant at, at times, but averaging around 81 cents premium for the spring to date. This is really a direct contrast to what we saw for the first half of this year, where heavy lambs really struggled to, to maintain that price support given we had so many processing delays through to, uh, due to COVID. That seems to have all played out now and um, we're seeing quality lambs at heavy weights being rewarded with price as buyers can be a bit picky in the market with plenty of plenty of lambs on offer. 
If we look at the export data, our year to September data um, for exports is up on both 2020 and 2021. Uh, so for 2020, we're at a 10% increase this year. And last year, year to date, we're up 5%. So both significant, significant increases. We're continuing to enjoy really consistent growth in the US market, uh, along with a really steady trade with China. And we've also got benefiting, uh, also rather benefiting from rapid smaller growth markets such as PNG, uh, which for this year to date, we've already surpassed 16,000 tonnes of shipped weight. This is in contrast to last year in the, for the total year uh, where we sent a little over 9,000 tonnes. So on track to double that export um, tonnage this year if, um, if that eventuates through to the end of December. Uh, sadly, however, for mutton, this um, uh, price recovery after July, August has sort of failed to match the lamb market. So even though for mutton also we're seeing really stable year-to-date export demand, um, we haven't seen that being able to support price as much and um, purely just due to the huge supply on the market. Um, mutton indicator prices at the moment sitting around the sort of low 500 cent per kilo mark. Um, but I think for producers at the end of the day, Heavy mutton still making sort of $130 to $160 per head. It's still generating a really valuable contribution to cash flow and the overall enterprise gross margin. So at this point in time, continuing to be a profitable exercise. Uh, as we go forward into the summer and into 2023, uh, we know we're likely to see these weather patterns continuing. We're likely to see volatility in yardings and logistics um, but we're also likely to see plentiful supply continue. We know there's plenty of sheep and lambs out there um, ready to hit our market at varying weights as producers are able to either finish or not finish depending on what their individual situation is. And so we do expect there to be continued pressure on prices across both categories. Uh, moving on to our wool markets now. Um, unfortunately, our wool markets do continue to be impacted by the volatile economic conditions that we're seeing globally. Uh, so we're seeing demand for discretionary high value items such as woolen garments um, across some of our key importing nations under a bit of pressure. And if you turn your mind to um, our key markets across the European nations at the minute where we're coming into uh, the Northern Hemisphere wintertime, we'd normally see a peak in demand for wool. Everyone gets cold, buys a, a new woolen jumper, a new woolen suit or coat. Unfortunately, this year we predict uh, that the cost of energy and other inflationary pressures um, could really dampen this demand for winter uh, and that perhaps is going to keep pressure on Australian wool prices over the coming months. Also to another key market in China, the domestic retail sales are struggling to keep pace. Um, that's a result of the COVID disruptions uh, and lockdowns continuing there. And also it's continuing to disrupt first aid processing, uh, which impacts buyer demand week to week, depending on what they can, what they can actually get onshore to process. So to price to date for the 2022-23 season, which of course is still in its infancy, only a few months in, uh, we're trading at an average of just over 1,300 cents per kilo clean for the Eastern market indicator. This is slightly back on 21-22, uh, where for the full year, the average price finished at 13.85. However, still remains in a much better position than we were in 2021, where it actually failed to even reach 1,200 cents on an average basis. So we saw some excitement um, in the industry in the 
first couple of weeks of October. Uh, we saw a price rally over a two-week period by um, see the EMI bounce by almost 100 cents um, clean uh, to a peak of 13.23. However, sadly, um, that short-lived price increase did not continue, and it was in fact on the back of uh, largely a drop in the Aussie dollar. Um, generally, what we're seeing in wool market is not dissimilar to sheep markets. Production is up, supply is up, uh, and so there's plenty of wool on offer to date around 2.5% up year on year. But of course, as I mentioned, very early into the year, we expect that number to grow significantly as the season tracks ahead, um, meaning buyers um, can be a little bit pickier around quality, but also uh, dampening um, demand as there's plenty of supply out there. Um, so what we're seeing across the microns is that wool prices uh, continue to favour the fine wools. The 17 micron fleeces are still fetching around 2,200 cents per kilo compared to around 1,200 cents for 22 micron wool. So quite a significant price spread even across the finer categories. Of course, once we really go down to the broader non-merino types of 26 micron above, uh, we're looking at prices starting at around the 600 cent per kilo mark, but dropping quite dramatically as that fibre broadens. Uh, at the wrap of the last season, we're able to take a bit of a look um, at the overall export markets for the year. China remaining our dominant buyer of raw wool, uh, took around 80% of raw wool export by weight last year. 5% uh, went to India, 4 to Italy uh, and 4 to the Czech Republic and a, a few smaller markets making up the difference. Um, but interestingly, the data at the close of the last 21-22 season tells the story about the demographics of our industry and the way in which producers are adapting to market demands when it comes to uh, millsing. So we're seeing an all-time high uh, offering of non-mulesed wool across all micron hitting the market. Uh, it's now at around 18% of wool is declared as non-mulesed. Uh, now, the interesting one I think to pull out, however, is that non-mulesed under 24.5%, that is the fine wool uh, category of our wool flock, makes up almost 14% of that figure, um, which is encouraging. We've also got a couple more categories in there rapidly increasing, and that is ceased mulesing, and that means uh, the property hasn't mules in the last 12 months, but also mules with pain relief uh, now making up over 40% of wool. Uh, so all of these categories are going in a positive direction. As we move forward, though, into the 2022-23 season, uh, wool production, as I mentioned, forecast to keep continuing along with the national, uh, grow, continuing to grow rather along with the national flock. Uh, which sadly won't aid in the likelihood of any price recovery, particularly on the back of those pressures we're seeing from key markets across Europe. Thanks, Elena.